Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Episode 186 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Culberton, and who's with me tonight? Ben. Welcome, Ben. <laughs> and welcome back. It's been a while. You haven't been on since the Brave Venture Musashi episode in like the 60s or 50s. My God, it was a long time ago. It was. God. And who else? Is, since then. And who else is? Thank you for rescuing me with me tonight. Lionheart. Oh, is that me? Is it my turn? Well, I, no, actually, it's Blair. Sorry. But <laughs> oh. you go. You go. Uh, where's Nasty Nork? I'm going after him. It's Commander Lionheart. And uh, I'm Blair Farrell from comicbookvideogames.com. And man, the music in this game is so criminally good. I think that someone should call the police. <laughs> oh, this game had music. Hey, I understood that. Shut up. Shut your mouth, Micah. Micah, but not much. But I understood that reference. Blair, I understood. it. Uh, and this is well, one random thing I want to say. It doesn't matter, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Welcome to season 10 of Games by Mom Found, which means nothing. I barely ever mention it. It only matters to me because I do the picks and I do it based on the season, but we're in season 10. If that means anything, I just want to say I used to do like little round. I did right. I wrapped up after the season, but that ended up being more work and nobody, I didn't care. So <laughs> it did not last. But yeah, I, I do season. And this is technically first episode of season 10. We are here to talk about, because Emmanuel convinced me to, uh, hey. Spiral, Spiral the Dragon for PS1. It came out in 1998. Mm-hmm. Man. And this actually is a, a game my mom found. My mom actually bought me a game, bought me this game randomly because I love dragons, still do. And I just never finished. I got about, I got to the swamp and I couldn't, I didn't have 50 dragons. And either young Mike was too dumb to realize you can just look up how many, what dragons are missing. Or I just didn't care. I never, I never went, pat, never finished the game. I just stopped there and never played again. That's my history with Spire. Until this week. Oh, I, young Mike. <laughs> oh, what about you, Ben? What's your history with Spyro? Oh, so my history, I, I could get into a good story with this. I first got... Spyro was my first PlayStation game ever. Hell yeah. I um, I don't know if any of you guys are know my brother, James. He's a very active member of the... Watch the entire Overblood community. And so he had a PlayStation, but he was very possessive. So yeah. I never got to... I never got to to play it. My mom finally got me my own PlayStation for Christmas with Spyro the Dragon. But because my mom didn't didn't know, she didn't buy me a memory card either to go with it. So I so over the the months of playing Spyro, I taught myself to speedrun the game because if I wanted to experience the end game, I I had to. I couldn't save. And that that, that is such that that is like I am feeling you right now because that is except for the brother part, that is literally my my story. <laughs> <laughs> like this game this was my first I mean, not the first game that I ever played. I do not remember what my first game I ever played was, but this was technically the first game that I remember actually playing in my room with my TV uh, with you know on my own console. Like I I'm going to get into this later with you, Mike, when we do the, the thing that you asked me to do later. I, I will get more into detail about it then. But this this was this is like one of my favorite like 
game memories because I vividly remember just every little detail of my mom hooking up the TV and, and the PlayStation and putting in the disc and just seeing the game just for the first time. And it was like something magical to me. So I hold this game and franchise very near and dear to my heart. So and like you, Ben, I my mom did not buy me a memory card. I didn't own a memory card until the PS2, which was in 2003. So I spent oh, wow. five years of my life just trying to beat games on one sitting. Yeah, I did. My, my parents bought me a memory card. Or I figured out pretty quickly I needed one, one way or the other, but I did have one. So. I, we, we, my mom rented a lot of the games for me at Blockbuster, so it was like, oh, you know, rent them on, on a Friday to, to take them back on a Sunday. So I just, uh, I would spend pretty much the entire Sunday just trying to beat whatever <laughs> game we rented. Okay. So even if you did have a memory card, you still only got so much time with it. Yeah. Like Spyro, I did own. I, I owned the the Spyro games, but there were a lot of other games that that I didn't that I never owned as a kid. They were just rented. Hmm. Okay. And what about you, Blair? I actually came to this pretty late. I didn't have. Well, we never got a PlayStation in our house till 1999, and even then, it was my brother's, and he got it for Christmas, and then he went back to university, so I was gone from our house. Uh, I got a PlayStation of my own in 2000, but. Like, through that entire generation, like, I never had a Saturn or a PlayStation. I just had an N64. So, by the time I got a PlayStation, the last thing I wanted to do was play, like, a QT Mascot platformer because <laughs> I had enough of them. So, I kind of missed that on both Crash and Spyro, and I kind of came to them way later because, like, in the PlayStation 2, I fell in love with Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank and Sly Cooper. And then I bought the Spyro games as I wanted to kind of go seeing Somniac's roots like so I bought Disruptor like their first game which is a Damn. cool first person shooter kind of has like Bioshock elements as you have like magic powers and then I bought the Spyro trilogy and then I just never played them and I eventually sold them and then when Spider-Man got announced I was like okay I really just want to go back and play like their older games so I played it on the original on PlayStation 3 via download and I was shocked about how well it had it held up because it was essentially this is my first time playing and this was 2017 or 2018. And like I flew through it in a weekend and got like all the stuff like I was pretty hooked. <laughs> I can see that. Nice. OK, I'm glad you guys had good experience with this game. I mean, I I regret the fact that young Mike wasn't smart enough to stick with this game because I feel like this game would have meant a lot more to me if I actually would have finished it versus only playing it because Emmanuel was like, Emmanuel really wanted to put this on the show. And I was like, well, I need a game. I need a short game. And I was like, either this or Crash Bandicoot Warped. And this is what he picked. But I'm I mean, glad. Like, I'm very, very thankful, Emmanuel, that you were like, play Spiral. You're welcome, son. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have put this on the show at any time soon, most likely. I had been trying to coerce you to put this thing on the show for, what, two, three years now? Maybe. Impossible. Whenever we did... Which one was it? Was it Sly? Sly was the first one that we did. Of the platformers. Of the PS2 platformer stuff? Yeah, of the mascots. Yeah. yeah, Sly. So I think that ever since then, I, I've been telling you to do it. Well, you were right. <laughs> hey. I just had a bad I taste know. in my mouth about this game because as a kid, I remember getting stuck in it. And I didn't really like it as a kid that much. So I was kind of like, I just don't care. And 
but it blew me away. I think that that's why I like doing my the the first strike show of like taking a look at all those old games. Sometimes I take a look at games that I fondly remember, and I and when I play it, I'm like, oof. And then I play some that are that I don't fondly remember, and actually have a surprising good time. So you know, sometimes it's good to like go back, like like and try to. I'm I try to give games more than one shot, like. I don't just write them off completely, even if I've given them like probably one too many shots. One of these things <laughs> I'll give Final Fantasy 13 another shot out it's of the six game. times. It's a good game. It just takes a little uh, bit to get into it. Out of the six times that I've already given it, I'm giving it one last chance, Michael. One last chance. I'll put it on the show, then you have no choice but to finish it. That's all. I'm that's not, hey, that's I'm, the best way. I am not joining you for that show. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I mean, that's what gets that me. That won't like, be in like, vain. That's what gets me to finish games. Like this show, this podcast has got me to actually finish games that I would have otherwise just dropped completely off of. And this is one of them where I would never have played if it wasn't for the show because I just didn't have an, a reason to. But damn, is it still handled good? Like I wasn't sure playing the purple dragon running around with your square <laughs> being your ram attack and running and circle being your flame. Like, ah, oh, well, you know, you can jump and glide. I'm like, I don't know. And then the game just took off for me in that first world. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very good first world. It's a very good at holding your hand, teaching the controls, teaching you, okay, you want to collect jewels, you want to kill the enemies, they give you jewels, you can glide, and you want to glide from the top of your jump. Like, the way they do it is really simple, but it, it, it did a very good job of teaching the controls without having to really get too much into it with the dragons that you, as you release these crystallized dragons that then tell you, sometimes give you hints or say, thank you for releasing me. That's what they say. Thank you for releasing me, Spyro. Yeah, the game is very good at at being simple and teaching you as you progress instead of like giving you overbearing tutorials, which is sadly what in the PS2 era for both Crash and Spiral, they they actually like started like doing more chit chat and, and telling you do this and that instead of like actually letting you save dragons and stuff for and just, you know, but for the first game, it's it's very it's very simple and. For the other two games, it's also as simple. Like, they add some more elements to it, but it's natural progression. Okay. I, I want to play it. It really is, like, I mean, dead simple. The, I mean, the PlayStation controller has all these buttons that don't get used. It, you know, you, you run, you jump, and you flame. That's it. Throughout the game, there's, you know, each level has kind of a, a little gimmick to it that adds an extra thing, but there's not... There's so little of those, you know, stacking mechanics all through the game. It's run, jump, and flame. Mm-hmm. That, that's all you need. It's just solid game design because essentially, I mean, the word simple has been thrown around, and I would say that too, but it's not as an insult where mm-hmm. essentially, like, they give you all the tools that you need for the entire game, and then they just design levels around those abilities, and every world, they kind of stack something extra to keep you engaged like they don't introduce like the annoying was one thing i don't really like about this game is like the boost pads mm. uh, i i just don't like those how like the camera is so focused and one of the later levels that i absolutely can't stand playing every time i play this which we'll get into but like i love games like this as opposed to like many games now where it's just like we're going to throw so much stuff at you that it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a master craft in game design. You can really tell like 
how Insomniac are still around making like amazing games. They just get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was surprised how much they, they got it still. Like I wasn't expecting that when I got into this game. But I really liked the way it felt. Like even the first world, I I, rem- I had memories of it because I played it. I remember playing it, but like I had no nostalgia. I didn't really have. I don't have nostalgic for this game. Like yes, young Mike did play it. Yes, I did like it, but it wasn't like I played it maybe for a month and then I got stuck and I just kind of moved on. It was just part of my collection. I don't think I even still have it. When I was looking through my random PS One games, like I didn't think I remember I even saw it there still. Like I don't know if it lasted all these years of me moving four times and everything. It's just it was never that important to me. And so, like when I when I played it this time, and how much fun I was having in the first world, like going after the egg thieves and just playing the game, like and the the gameplay doesn't change as the game progresses. The enemies get different, sure, but the game never. You don't get like new abilities. You don't get you. You always have the same things you start with, other than the rush pads that he was talking about that you have in some levels. Like they do change things up, but the gameplay is a lot of the same. Yeah, they add some non permanent things like the charge pads, like Blair said, also the super flame at times, some levels. But oh, other yeah. than that, it's, you know, it's still the same core gameplay throughout the entire game. And it's never really, at least, uh, obviously, I'm talking out of nostalgia, but it's never really boring. It wasn't. Even for a guy with no real talk, I wasn't bored at all playing this. I mean, yes, I did not finish this game in the way that you would consider to finish the manual, but. I played it off and I was done. You saw you saw credits. You finished. Yep. The game. If I you see credits, game yeah. done. Yeah, you you finished the game. You beat the game. You saw credits. You did not complete it, but you finished the game. <laughs> this and is not the completionist show. This is the this is my mom found show. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Mike tries to beat a game show. Yes. I think it's like and for this, it's a lot like Mario sixty four, where it's something extra to do to get all the stuff, but it's not like. Like the ending of Jack and Dexter One, for example, like is locked behind getting all of the stuff, and that's literally the setup for Jack Two. Like for this, you just get like a little kind of bonus clip, and you get a level that's pretty fun, but it's not remarkable or anything. So I mean, just finishing it and being nasty and work is, I think that's fine. And it's interesting. I mean, just an interesting point to it. The that final level you mentioned it's not like some some secret boss or or anything like that it's i mean in in the game lore it's literally nasty norik's treasure room you just mm-hmm. go raid his treasure yeah oh that's all it is that i missed then it's yes there is so right next to nasty nork gate at the at the end of the game there is one more portal that only opens if you've gotten literally everything else in the game and it is, it's just you running around collecting a few more treasure that that Nasty had. Like, it's it's just a, a silly little thing for, for completion's sake. But it's your, also... Your flight works a little bit better. Like, you can yes. fly longer. You can, yeah, you can actually yeah, you fly can in, that, in that level. Continuous flight instead of just gliding while yeah. you're in oh, that level. That's cool. But the funny thing about that is, though, that it is referenced at the start of the game. When the interviewer guy is uh, is talking to that one older dragon, he's he says we have twelve thousand treasure, or is it fourteen thousand? And that is the total amount of treasure when you beat that super that that final uh, secret level. Oh, it's fourteen thousand. Cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, 
it, it's actually, both... I, I accidentally skipped that little cutscene. That's uh, not a bad thing. I mean, as a kid, I remember, I think I felt bad for the dragons as a kid that they're locked in these crystalline statues. Because the whole idea is that he insults Nasty Nork and calls him ugly on yeah. TV. So he then imprisons all the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> but Spiral, for some reason, because Spiral's a baby. I, I, I guess that that's why it's never been explained why he was... He was immune to getting crystallized, so the game got a game. Yeah, uh, uh, outside steals all the eggs too, but yes, there are egg thieves that steal the dragon eggs that are laying about and all that. So I, I know as a kid I got stuck at that and had to go back and find the blue thieves, but I remember when I was playing the game here. (laughs) I'm like, ah, there's one of those bastards, (laughs) and then I, and then I killed him. God. Uh, So before we continue with aside. Ben, you're the only one who played the reignited version, right? Like the rest of us. Yes, I the... was not able to find a copy of the of the original. I, I I'm still. I mean, I, I have a hesitancy towards emulation, mm. so I and I'm not good at navigating downloads very much. So I just didn't want to mess with that. We had gotten the reignited trilogy for my kids a couple of years back, so I was able to play that. I played Reignited 2. I have Spyro 1 on my PlayStation 3, but after I got the PS5 and Xbox Series X, one of my HDMI ports had to give, so my PlayStation 3 had to get put in the box, and I was too lazy <laughs> to hook it all up again. So I just played Reignited, and and that's the thing about this, is that like I'm very much a person who believes that games should be preserved, and I really wish that the PS1 version was like an unlockable in this. But with the reignited, and I hate to dismiss the work of the original, it's almost like you don't need it anymore. So, good thing that you said it and not me, because I, (laughs) as a very big diehard Spyro fan, I can 100% tell you all that Spyro 1 reignited is the definitive way to play Spyro 1. And you don't, you can play the original to see how it place and all that and how it started and compared the two but it the the reignited version is just so goddamn good man like and that's what i've heard too like i heard the reignited version i mean it's still pretty much the same game it isn't like a, a different game yes really it, it, like it's not like pokemon emerald and pokemon omega ruby for example those are like two completely different games you know no there there is no added content <laughs> you you Keep your sass, Michael. Keep your sass. <laughs> but no, I mean, a lot of some remakes are like completely different games. Like Resident Evil 2 remake, to be serious, and Resident Evil 2, you know, the PS1 version, oh, those are two yeah. completely different games. Oh, yeah. Well, Resident yeah Evil- as far as different, it just, you know, the graphics are updated, the controls are tight, and there's some, some like quality of life addition. Yeah, yeah you can use the, you can use like the analog stick for the camera instead of the PlayStation 1 triggers. But like, why maim someone? Because when this came out, it was right after Crash. And, like, Crash is like this, where it is, like, a one-to-one remake. But, like, they came out and said for the for the people who did the Crash uh, Insane Trilogy, which is good, that they said, like, we literally could not duplicate how Crash's jump cycle works. So it's actually artificially harder because of the way his hitboxes land on things. I mean, like I played. I have the Crash Collection. I played it. I I do not like it, but I also don't like Crash. So I think that played a part. In it too. But I, I I know what you mean. Like it doesn't. This looks like it felt like better. Where that one doesn't feel better. I don't think. 
I no, because I, I I mean I disagree obviously because I I have played the original Crash games and the Insane Trilogy and I can't say that I prefer the Insane Trilogy. Um, I, I just no, that's fine. It's, but like with Spiral, Spiral's broken up into like what six different worlds, right? Yes. Uh, okay, and the first one that. There's not a whole lot to say, but it's like a grassland area. The you have. This is where you have like different gates that lead to different little mini worlds that give you missions where you rescue dragons, get treasure, and also do the exes that we mentioned. And each world has a flying level, too, which I yes. skip most of them. It's actually it's easy kind of... to miss in the first level because I think later on in the game, like someone gives you a hint to like yeah. jump on the lily yes. pads. Yeah. Yes, actually. Uh... I did it. I couldn't unlock it because I don't think I was doing it fast enough or something. I don't know. But no, you just all you have to do is just jump on one of them, like only one. Like keep jumping on, jump on one, jump on the other, on the other, on the other, on the other, and that's, that's what I that's did. It. And didn't unlock. Huh. That's sweet. And then I just didn't care because I realized I don't need everything anyway in this game because I don't need all the treasure. I don't need to. I just I can. You can. That's one thing nice about this game. You don't have to get all the dragons. You have to get majority, yeah. but not all. Yeah. You don't have to get. All the treasure. You have to get and quite a bit. Like there's eight fifty. There's eighty total dragons in eighty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's still you're still able to miss thirty. I mean, some of those are near the end that count now, but mean, you still have to miss some. That is more gracious than a lot of other games of of this nature. Like, the collectathon era. Yeah, the there, there's all are just gems too. So you don't even like need to do that like the dragons are the easiest thing to find it's getting all the gems it's the yeah. hard part mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was watching a speed run of this to kind of get me ready for this episode because speed run on awesome games and quick speed runs are great to listen to like they really will cue you in and like what the guy does for the speed run of this is just insane of how much like how much there's a lot of hidden stuff in this game too you have to like jump off a cliff that you can't see and just go around and know what's there like there's a lot of stuff like that in this game oh yeah this the era there's a lot yeah and then but, the uh, first boss of the game, I want to talk about him because he, he amuses me as a kid and still amuses me. That it's a guy, it's a it's a sheep wearing a scarecrow outfit running around mm-hmm. on stilts that you have to keep burning until it becomes just a sheep on stilts. Yep, yep. fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> a big that part of boss... the promotion. I remember the commercials with the sheep staring <laughs> on Fox Kids. I remember that was like the big thing. Hey, no sheep were harmed in the making of this video game. That boss isn't. That bad. I hate the dogs that surround him. Those are much yeah. worse. Like, as a kid, those oh, yeah. dog, those fucking dogs terrified me. So, Emmanuel, what you're saying is like the Capra Demon? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit. Like, I've I've talked I've I've talked about this before on the Kingdom Hearts discussion. How I had an old CRTV that had like very low uh, brightness because it was broken. So this, that that TV was with me for a long time because it was even throughout this game. And, you know, when you burn the dogs the first time, like they become like they, they like charred, like they had like they're yeah. burnt. So imagine having low brightness and just seeing those goddamn dog eyes just jumping at you. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, yeah, yeah. And they're like they're like dark. You know, they're in sheep's clothing. You see them then, but then you burn them and the and the, now they're black skinned dogs mm-hmm. like it's hard to see them <laughs> yeah, and the thing is that they are immune to the charge so if you charge at them for the first hit they are immune to it they jump at you and they hit you with, with their attack and then you flame them and then they attack you again it's like those I hate those fuckers <laughs> like <laughs> they're good enemies but god I hate them 
Yeah, they were annoying. I mean, but the, I mean, it was still fun. Like, I, I really like that. I And then you get into the second world called the Peacekeepers, which when I was a kid, this I, this amused me and I forgot why. Like, I and then it, it didn't take long when, when I was playing it where you have these guys that run into tent and then mm-hmm. shake their ass. And you go, ah, mm-hmm. I was like, burn them right in the ass. <laughs> and it's still made it made it made like 10 year old Mike chuckle. It made 34 year old Mike chuckle, too. So I was like, yeah, it's some of that insomniac, you know, Oh, Insomniac's of, great. Juvenile humor. Yeah, juvenile humor. Oh, yeah. Insomniac are probably one of my favorite developers of all time. Like, they are just, aside from a few games here and there in the Ratchet game series, <laughs> and. Like the first one? No, you know, not even the first one. Just All for One and Full Frontals are the only ones that I'm like. Did uh, they even do both of those? Yeah, it was like the experience. Because I think th- what happened there is that. I, I'm actually surprised that Ratchet and Clyde came back because it seemed after the future series that it was over. Like, that was the end, and there wasn't going to be any more. And then it was like, I think Insomniac opened up a smaller studio and they kind of did, like, the experimental stuff. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because all for one's co-op and full frontal assault is, like, a tower it's, defense game. Yeah. It's <sighs> really hard. I mean, It's the only Ratchet game I don't think I finished. Well, I didn't finish all for one either. It's like I got bored and I don't have any friends to play with. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, I regret I don't own those games, and they are not eh, cheap now. So they're not really worth owning. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. I own them because again, I love Ratchet and Clank as well, but I they're not they're not really worth it, honestly. Like it's fu- the future games, the original games, and the new game, and and Deadlocked, I guess. I want to play Deadlocked. No, three's next. Aside from those, and what was the name of that one goddamn game that they did? Uh, is this one that came out the year of the PS4? It's like the small $30 game. Uh, uh, Fuse? No, Fuse, I think it's, it's the Oh, Fuse, yes, Fuse is a good game. Oh, is I it? have that. I never... think so. I played it once, really? I liked it. I've never actually given that game a shot. I liked it. I've that always heard long I've, I've things about that. Because I remember they announced it as Overstrike and it had this really yes. cartoonish G.I. Yes. Joe yes. art style. And then I they was just... that Fuse. I and was very was interested in it though. until they changed it to be more realistic and shit, and then it lost me. Yeah, oh, me what too. were you gonna say, Ben? Uh, I was just mentioning that I, I've only played the the new Ratchet and Clank. Have you never played the others? No, I haven't. You're oh, not. Well, you're not my my uh, console console histories. I had the PlayStation for a while, skipped, o- and then then I got the Xbox. So there was a lot. Of, mm-hmm. I never had a PlayStation Two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I can introduce you to the wonderful world of um, sailing if you want later and show you how to get that working. So, yeah, it really, it really sucks that, like, I mean, like the original Spyro trilogy and like all of the PS3 era Insomniac games and even like Resistance. Like, I think some of them might be on that PlayStation because I just got it yesterday. Just but a to, lot of them are. Uh, yeah, it's all it's all streaming. So it's not yes. like it's and it's not ideal. Like, I think it's because nope. they have to do it because the PlayStation 3 architecture. So. Yeah, the, bad. Yeah, but I think a laptop, if you're a good laptop, can run PS3 though, yeah. or a good computer, I should say. Oh, well, again, emulation of the PS3 is still very iffy as well. Oh, it is. It's, it's, okay, it's, I know there's some that work. There are a lot that work. I have a few that 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 do work, but there are a ton, there's a ton of issues with a lot of games, and you have to modify a lot of them, like that doesn't the settings and all that. Like it's that doesn't not, bother me with emulation. Like it, 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 I know it irritates some people. I mean, I've gotten irritated about it too. But at the same time, 
like I've learned, I've come to accept it with like GameCube and PS2, and I'm like, whatever. Like I'll, I'll just play with the settings if I have to and make it. I don't. Care. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me much as it once did. I just don't understand why it's like because like on the PlayStation 4, they kind of have like downloadable PlayStation 2 games. They didn't do very many. There's actually a shockingly large amount that were on PS3 because I was buying them up as the stupid store was closing down. But the heat, like Jack and Daxter, always comes out, and I think of the playstation 2 trio like jack and daxter is probably the worst yeah like jack 2 yeah, is just downright yeah bad. jack 2 is absolute trash thank, oh thank you thank you player thank you <laughs> it oh. is so bad but like I, ratchet and sly are like they should be on playstation 4 they should be on playstation 5 and same thing with these well i guess the reignited trilogy is so i mean i won't give yeah. many props to activision because they're the worst, but yes, um, yes. Yeah, yes, gra- I'm glad that like they have this out. Like, I'm just super bummed that it never spurred them to make like a Spyro Four in the same way they did I'm, Crash Four. I'm sure that they that they were going to, but uh, you know, Activision. They, well, apparently they, just, they were going to do Tony Hawk Three and Four, but then yes, they just they, oh, that's exactly. Perfect. That's why I say that because there were plans for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three and Four. And then Activision was like, nope, everybody to Call of Duty Mines because fuck everything that you love and hold dear because Call of fucking Also, player. But they are res- making a new Tony Hawk game. Skullscape. <laughs> Resistance. No. Resistance Tree is on the PlayStation streaming thing. Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty. A Crack in cool. Time. All for one. Good. So then when I do finally someday play them for the show, it'll be easier for me to get hold of them than unless I could. the Nexus. Well, those are all streams. Like, you yeah. can't play them. You have to stream. You need yeah. some really good internet, too. I have. Apparently, I found out I have good internet, thank God, because I work from home. So okay. <laughs> I I also have good internet, but even then. It, it's, but they turn off the power on in, in your island a lot. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, on the internet too. I, I I had some internet issues a couple of weeks ago. Oh, but, but uh, with Spyro, I want to talk about like the health system. I really like the way that you get health in this game. That you have a little firefly that flies around you who helps you pick up jewels, and it really sucks when he gets hit too many times because he can take three hits and then he disappears and you die in one more hit. Yeah, but the way you heal is that you have to find little animals that you burn or kill, and then they make butterflies, and he eats the butterflies, and that's how you heal. I really like that concept. Yes. Yeah. And, and also, while you have him around, he will be like a, a gem seeker. He'll yeah, yeah, he'll, he'll pick up the gems, yeah. fly out next to you and pick up the gems for you. It's really nice. It is a very non-intrusive way of of how to tell you how much damage you're taking or whatever. It's because it there's no health bar for you. It's just you're gonna look at that firefly, and depending on his color, you're you've taken a, one hit, two hits, three hits, and you're, and you're done. But and it worked with well. Reignited, you have like incentive to keep him with you because, like, if you click it on the stick, he'll mm-hmm. point you towards gems. And yep, if you're to the point where you're just about to yeah. die and he's not there, um, then he he's not there to help you do that. That's really cool. Yeah. I also want to say I feel that the enemies are very creative as the game progresses. They all kind of fit each world that they're in, and they keep changing to keep the game like interesting. Like like you said earlier, this game did not get boring to me either. Like, I mean, I'm, like I said, no nostalgic, nothing. I wasn't bored, though. Like, I really had a ton of fun playing Spyro. I didn't want to stop. I can't say that for next week's game. But for this game, I did not want to stop playing. I just wanted to beat it. And I just was having a blast. Literally. Mm-hmm. 
like, it was so much fun. That, that's just a testament to good game design because it's yeah. like, like whether it was 1998 because like you're just playing like you played it a little bit like I never played it at all when it was popular. Like I just you know I remember reading EGM. It would they'd be like okay yeah it's fun but it's a kids game and I was uh, 1998 so I was in junior high headed to high school. So that's when I was discovering like Ocarina of Time and Metal Gear Solid and Resident mm-hmm. Evil. So the last thing I wanted to do was play Spyro and Crash. <laughs> like I remember even playing Jack and Daxter and loving it. And I didn't want my brother to see me playing it because I thought he would make fun of me for playing a kid's game. <laughs> and now I'm just like, give me all of the kid's games. I would take these over another Last of Us remake any day of the week. Would you take this over DC Super Pet? That's the big question there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, and this game was was perfect for me. It when it released, I was ten, so I was maybe eleven when I find, when I actually got it. I don't remember if it was right on release that my mom found it for me. But yeah, it was. It's perfect for for kids. And, and even, more, you know, here we are, adults, and it's still a good, great game. Mm-hmm. It just has enough, like, to keep you going the way that the worlds are set up. None of, none of the levels are too long when you're inside these little areas that are different to get jewels. The game does a good job of telling you that you got this many dragons, you got this many jewels, you're missing this, you're missing... Like, it does a good job of keeping you up to date so you don't have to, like, just randomly look for things that have no idea what the hell's going on. So, since I just played the Reignited, I I wasn't sure if the, the guidebook is... Is that in the original? Uh, there's the inventory. You can pull up; it, it'll tell you. It says what. inventory. Yeah, but it, it does show you like your. Yeah. It'll say you have three or four dragons in this world. You have four or four. You have three hundred of three hundred jewels. Like it tells you that. It'll show you if you're okay. missing eggs or not. So it doesn't. It tells you something. Yeah, it tells and you enough. Yeah, that, and, and it is, it's the same in the reignited. It's just it's called the guidebook in there instead of the inventory. That's cool. Yeah, it tells you. It tells you everything that's that's there to be found but that's also yeah. what i like about the games i missed i mean i did get a lot of jewels i went and tried to kill every enemy but i didn't get the keys most of the time to unlock the special chest i didn't care and i still had way more than enough treasure to beat this game like oh, yeah. i was yeah. happy with that well in fact uh, so i was just looking up while we were talking that the the minimum percent to complete the game is 56 mm, that's so not bad 56 percent collection is is like you guys said really generous very generous. Emmanuel, what is a uh, DK sixty four percent? You need, huh? I, uh, Mike, you think I remember? You I know, I... but you beat that terror. Isn't that like you need everything anyway, just because? That game that I don't, Mike, I have erased that from <laughs> my memory banks, Mike. I do not want to recall any of it. I have never played it. Uh, I don't want to. It's... If it's a rare game that came out after Banjo Kazooie, I'm assuming it's trash. It, it is trash. It's it's man, I really wanted to like that game, and I gave it a fair shot. But man, I'm playing the mod though when I play it. So, like the game would have that game would have been better if you could have had the ability to switch characters on the go. You can with the or, mod, or or just let let it be one singular character with the different abilities of all the other characters. And that's it, because there's just so much unnecessary backtracking, and that is... Mm. Yeah, there's a mod where you can, like, switch characters on the fly type of thing, so when you see a banana for someone else, you don't have to run all the way back, you can just get it. Like, every that's time... Spyro is great, because 
Donkey Kong 64 is ex- like excessive bloat, and this is mm-hmm. just fat trimmed down, and everything is polished to a mirror sheen. And this like, game is short. Oh, it's oh, yeah. very, very. And maybe as a 10-year-old, I wouldn't have liked that, but as a 34-year-old, I'm like, who plays a game every single week? Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, so nice. I just, I have been busier than I hope just over the past couple weeks, and so I was really hoping to have more time with more time with the game. I sat down last night thinking, like, okay, I, I'm not going to finish. I'm going to feel bad, but I'm just going to play as much as I can until you know two, three in the morning, wh- whatever it takes me. But I ended up finishing the game with like a 66% you know collection rate, and in game time was was three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. That's a nice amount of time. Yeah, it was a thing because, like, I remember when when I kind of accepted to be on this. Like, I I did a few guest spots on the show and mm-hmm. I was playing some other things. So I was like, oh man, I better get my Spyro crunches in pretty soon. And so I just played this like earlier in the month, <laughs> and then I finished it in two days. And like, <laughs> I didn't expect it to take that long. Or it, I'm sorry, I didn't expect it to be that short. Like, I knew it wasn't terribly long, but. But even now, like I, I finished it, but I'm just like uh, I can't remember where everything is except That's for treetops because that can die in a fire. Well, treetops <laughs> was terrible. Oh, is treetop the third world or fourth world? It's in the third world. It's in the no, it's in the fourth world. Oh, it's in the swamp, which is the fourth world. I just want to say one last thing about peacekeeping. I want to talk about the boss where you have to fight a giant. What is Dr. it, Doctor like? Shep? Yeah, who runs out? Who runs you to burn his ass or something? He's a he's a boo, he's a voodoo doctor. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. See, again, the boss are just they're hilarious. And then the third world, what is the third world hub again? Is that the Dream Weaver? Third world is the wizards. Okay, no, wait. Is I I always confuse whether it's Dream Weavers or Magic Crafters because Magic they, Crafters. That's the yeah. They're like one one is the fifth world and one is the third world. I okay. I always well, forget. Which one is which? It's the, another thing about this game is it, it does a very good job of teaching you very early on, and it sticks to this, that if an enemy has the, the bright, shiny metal on them, they have to be rammed. They can't be yep. burned. And it, it does a good job of keeping with that concept the entire game. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't care for the third world a lot. I mean, it, it's it's interesting, but I don't care for it. It is not. I like, because third world is where it first introduces the, the supercharge, and I, I like as, as opposed to Blair, I, I loved the supercharge. I thought it was such a good uh, mechanic. See, I, I like the idea of it, but then the camera zooms in so close, and the turns you have to make are so tight that it's it just gets stressful in a game that's that. not really stressful. Especially like the early ones aren't so bad, but then when it gets to like treetops where <laughs> like, it's hyper accurate what you have to do. So, uh, which I'm glad there's only one level like that in this. And in so, fact, that that was one of the notes I made about the turning. That when you start charging, like you, you can't turn very tight. No. So since you guys played the reignited version, they changed it for the re- reignited version. It is momentum based in the reignited. As a like in the original, you take the re- the the supercharge, and it immediately like gives you. A, <coughs> a real good amount of speed but in the reignited version it builds up so yeah it's a couple step it's a couple steps before you get to top speed uh-huh hmm. okay i will well we'll get there when we get to the fourth world 
the third world, I don't think the third world has all these annoying wizards that then shoot things at you and chain and play with the floor and stuff. I don't care for the third world as much as I was kind of saying. Like I just, but I'm glad it I, it was fine. It just annoyed me, but that was more a me thing, and I couldn't. I had no recollection of that third world, even though I know I beat it because I remember doing the swamp. Visually, I like it more than Peacekeepers and the Swamp. Like Peace, yeah, it's very bright and colorful. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm a super fan of bright and colorful. So my least favorite levels were, or my least favorite like worlds were the peace, the Peacekeepers and the the Swamp because they are like. Eh. Swamp sucks. Ah, there's a lot in the swamp that sucks. Yes. I remember, like, the, the thing about this world is, like, they have the level with these spiders that you can't kill, so I was just kind of yeah. forcing them, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? I played it. Again, you have to supercharge them. Yeah. Again, going back to, 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 the, to that old CRT, those spiders were fucking creepy to me when I was a kid. Because <laughs> you couldn't see them, huh? I could. I. I mean, they. You can see them because they are shiny and metal, but they are still like very frightening. They, they're not so so frightening in the reignited trilogy, but in the original, they they look goddamn terrifying. The the other thing with this game, like I didn't really use a guide. Like anyone who listens to me on the show knows, I use a guide all the fucking time. I didn't have to use a guide in this game. I was able just to play it. And there were only a few parts I had to look up something, but I could mostly just kind of just play. Like, I didn't need to look up anything. I didn't need to know. I could just figure it out or just not care if I had to. I I only looked up to get the 100% in treetops because I could not for the life of me remember in the original game how to goddamn 100% treetops because I... I didn't try. In in the reignited trilogy, it's easier because at least you can see everything more clear. But in the original version, since there's the draw distance mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, like there was a lot that I could not tell in that I, world. I, and I, would, I do want to yeah. say this game actually has a pretty good amount of distance. I mean, like I felt it had a decent distance what you could see. I mean, sure you miss stuff because it's PS One era, but you can it, you can see decently. I you felt. can because yeah. there's not like like for other games of this era what they used to have was this gray fog or this fog effect that that clouded the distance or whatever. Here you can actually make out shapes in the distance. Like maybe you can't see, uh, you can't see it with detail, but from a distance you can tell, Oh, there's a building there. Oh, there's this glimmer, uh, somewhere in the distance. That's a gem that's over there that I've, that I'm missing. So the draw this is, is, Again, Insomniac are just so good at this. So it wasn't like you know, like Silent Hill, for example, where everything's all blurry and every you can't mm-hmm. see very far ahead. Part of that I know is a choice, but part of that felt like you know, working with the confines where this this made it you could see, mm-hmm. and it was nice. So I was a big fan. I was just surprised, like with this game, I was surprised that like going after the the jewels are fine. I'm usually I'm not a big collectathon person. I don't like stuff like that. But in this game, I I enjoy. I went for almost everything because I didn't know what I had. I didn't look up what I needed. So I was like, "Fuck it! I'm just gonna grab as much as I as I as I can get the chance to, just to yeah. be safe." Because I do not want to run through levels and searching for like one item here and there. Collectathons are good when it's not too much, and they tend to guide you through them. Like I. I love Banjo Kazooie, but I hate Banjo Tooie. Like I've never, I I think I played the first level and I got bored because one, they have a bunch of pointless exposition at the top. It's like I just want to run around and collect chiggies and notes. And like Banjo Kazooie, it's like okay, all the musical notes guide you around the world 
to where you need to go and the things you need to see. And this is like, there's just enough to keep you engaged, but not enough that you're like, okay, I have five checklists and I have to get this thing and this thing and this thing. And just dragons, gems, and the eggs. And the eggs, there's like one. And something that Spyro does, I felt like it did really well, is it makes you it makes you dabble in all of them. Like, you know, we're saying there's dragon eggs that you have to collect, there's gems, there's dragons that you have to free. You have to get a little bit of everything. It's not like, you know, any one of them are are ancillary or because the the barriers to travel from one world to the next change. Mm-hmm. You know, to travel to one world it, you need a certain number of gems. To travel to the next world to the next world after that you need a certain number of dragon eggs. And so I, I really I really liked that aspect of it. I did too. I was really impressed by the fact that it wasn't a lot. That it didn't, because I, like I said, I skipped all the flying levels and the game didn't punish me. Partly I didn't find them. I only found like one, but I didn't look that hard either. I just didn't care. <laughs> so. I mean, aside from the first world, uh, the others are like normal gates. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't see them. I didn't look for them. I think that might have been part of the problem, but I didn't care. <laughs> they are, they're all a little somewhat out of the way. Yeah. See, I would go out of the way to do them first to get them out of the way. <laughs> because they're not they're not hard, but they can be really tricky when you have cuz like like the way the flying levels work, like you glide in normal levels, but here you're permanently flying and you'll have to like fly through so many rings, shoot so many targets, and you have to do it in order to get a perfect, you kind of have to do everything and mm. like kind of figuring that all out can be a process once it clicks it's great but like some of the levels like the one with the lamp uh i was like i didn't even know how to like that was a thing until later on yeah there's even me who has played this game a bunch over the years there's a couple of them that are tricky Uh, yeah i I tried the first one didn't i i unlocked the first flying world and flying level and tried it three times it's like nope i i don't think i'm gonna do this it just the flying levels were not fun no but i'm happy that the game doesn't make me have to do them the game lets you Mm -hmm. like okay if you want to experience this it's here if you don't continue on and and i appreciate that in my games like i i appreciate that this game was like that and it just let me jump on Um, we should talk about the the boss of world three that we can move on to the swamp which i know we want to talk about Uh, isn't the boss of World 3 just like a freaking like little weird genie with no feet or something or some kind of like little wizard guy you chase after? Yeah. Yeah. A blowhard. <laughs> that name is blowhard. <laughs> freaking insomnia. Insomnia. Mm-hmm. And the bosses like in this are pretty yeah. unspectacular. Like they're they're yeah. they're funny, but they're also like some of them I just think they're normal enemies and then the boss fight is over and I'm like, oh that was the boss. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he wasn't... Blowhard wasn't much. You just run at him. Yeah, they're not much. But they, I, I, I'm i glad they exist, but yeah, they're not much to them. Yeah, obviously the focus in this game wasn't, like, trying to beat bosses and all that. It's just the sense of exploration. Like, it, it is something that they improve in the sequels. Spiral 2 and 3, they, there are actual bosses in those games. Okay. But, yeah, in, in this one, they're just... They can pretty much just be normal enemies. That just take maybe one uh, a, a little bit more to take down. It didn't bother me though for what it was. I can I can say that safely. 
Like it wasn't an like it wasn't a big. It, I was like I was fine with what it was. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a plus when I can just enjoy it and not care. That doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. It was simple yeah. enough. There's not a lot to it. The game, yeah. Didn't, yeah. But I mean, but again, to the point of of the simplicity of the game, like they're all very simple. You know, they could almost be normal enemies, but there's still variety in the yeah. bosses. A really good variety in the bosses. Yeah, you're not always you're not fighting the exact same one every single time. Yeah, and then this brings us to World Four, which is the swamp, which is where this is where I I got stuck as a kid. As a kid, I need to unlock fifty dragons, and I did not have fifty dragons, and I never moved on past this level. <laughs> the swamp, yeah, it was terrible. Is not great. It's hard. This is where the difficulty starts to ramp up. I mean, I don't think. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was easily the hardest the hardest world of the six. Yeah. I mean, I played with save states. Like, I, I played this on PS1 because I wanted save states. That was 100% reason why I played this while well, I played emulation of PS1. I just didn't want to bother with it otherwise. I wanted to be able to save. Usually I, I berate you for 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 that, but I, I in this replay, I use save states for some of the levels. Well, it's just, yeah. for me, the... The fact that I got to play a game so fast and my and I have to make sure I balance my time between playing the game for the show, editing for the show, spending time with my wife so I don't end up single, you know, doing the life chores I have to do, like all these, you know, having social relationship with people outside of this, outside of this podcast. Like I have so many different things I'm balancing and work. So it's like I'm OK with the game. You know, the game's got to be the one that I can actually like take the time away from that's you know, least important. So the safe states help me cut that down. So I don't spend two hours doing nothing. The checkpoints are pretty generous and reignited. Like, I think I never ran out of lives until treetops. Like, I didn't even <laughs> I, know. I didn't run out of lives at all. Like, he, at the end game, I had, like, 20 extra lives saved up. Treetops is an asshole, though. Like, I get that player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's something I want to ask. So, because I'm pretty I remember the first time I played it, and because I, when I, the first time I played it was, I, I don't know, four, five years ago, and I was pretty much able to get everything without any help but i remember doing that level and i was like why am i missing so much stuff and then i kind of looked at it like online and i was like oh you have to do all this stuff and i think Mm -hmm. in the playstation one game and i could be wrong and i want to be stand still to be corrected like there's like one of the wizards and he'll actually like if you chase him he'll put you on the right path he, but yeah, reignited. He like if you, the second you miss him, he doesn't respawn. So it's one of the egg thieves. Uh, at this point, there's almost no more egg thieves because they they turn into no red egg. ones. Yeah, they turn into yeah, red yeah. one, and so, they have they have keys or yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, or gems in the in treetops case. There's two of them in this level, and. They are one of them is very easily missable. Like, yeah, they. So, so the thing about this is that your your brain immediately just goes to, oh, I can just chase him later because let me just collect the stuff that is in front of me right now, because that's how in the other levels it's 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 been happening. Like you chase it, you start chasing him and he goes off, but he stops at a certain point. So that so you collect the gems or the dragon or whatever. Here he just keeps going up until he takes he he takes the that super jump to wherever the hell 
that platform is in the distance. Yeah, he yeah. just keeps going, and you like he starts running off, and then you run after him, and very quickly run into enemies. Mm-hmm. I mean, other That's enemies it. that yeah. stop you. Mm-hmm. So you lose track of him fast. So yeah, th- this is probably I I would argue the the worst level in the, in the whole game. Yeah, it wasn't good, and I can see why people hate it, and like it's infamous. I because I watched the speaker on. He talked about tree chops too. He's like, "Yep, here's the here's the level that brought everyone so much pain, and I'll just yep. show you how to beat it in seconds." And what's You're, what's frustrating about it too is like so essentially, like <laughs> why it's so annoying. This the platforming is pretty generous. Like you you know where to go, and this level you can get through to the end rather quickly, but to get everything. Essentially, you have this super there's a there's supercharged ramps all over the level and but your brain trains you. Okay, there is forward arrows. I have to jump on the forward arrows, but there's one point in this where you're doing a very tricky, very precise super jump, but you have Mm -hmm. to go backwards Mm -hmm. and there's no indication that that's what you have to do unless you keep up with this egg thief. Who will run along that path? I'm not it's very sure. hard to keep up with it. I'm actually not sure if one of the dragons tells you this. I'm sure that one of them must, must actually tells you, oh, you what you have to do is this. You have to, like, not specifically, specifically, but like in in, in code or something. Like they tell you, yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go uh, backwards or something in order to. I don't know. I. It's I, something they could have done for reignited because, like, I know for like for for Crash, the insane trilogy, like some of the exits in Crash Two are really obtuse. Like you would never find them without like a, a magazine or a guide. But in like the loading screens, it's like go to level two, oh, yeah. jump over here, and there's a hidden platform that will bring you to level five, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like for for the most part, the dragons are. Aside from the ones that are always like, thank you for releasing me. A lot of them are actually help uh, say helpful things throughout the game. But I don't know. I don't know if in this one I wasn't paying too much attention in, in treetop because I just I don't like treetops. Yeah, and I just remember the monkeys look funny in that level, too. And they kicked me in the face. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Those original looking monkeys. Oh, <laughs> Christ. I was a bit little confused at first. I'm like, did he just hit me with his balls or his feet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what just happened. Um, so in, the, in Reignited, they're like, it's more clear. It's more obvious that they are monkeys and mm-hmm. not racist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I didn't think about that, but yeah, that makes and sense. In the, so in the Reignited, it, it's they're throwing banana, banana bunches at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the game can be weird. Uh, aside from treetops, I also did not like the. There's this one level where there's these frog enemies, and they just put like five or six of them in one in this one room, and they are the most annoying shit in <laughs> in both versions, in the original and in reignited. It's the blue the blue uh frogs. Frogs um, were annoying. Because, because, yeah, they were. Like they I, can I reach you more from the little, so far. The little mobile, the ground turd things that would swallow you. <laughs> the trees—they look like trees, and they just eat you and bite yeah. you. Yeah, no, to me, those were worse than the frog. I, <sighs> I, I did not have a problem with those in this in this run through. They they got me a couple times, but those frogs are really bad. Yeah, I, 
I hate those frogs. So I don't know. Swamp just wasn't. I mean, it was all right. Like with safe states, I didn't mind it. Like that was another thing with this game. Like I'd beat each world almost like one sitting. Like I would start playing the game, play it for like an hour, and then finish, and then turn it off. Like I would finish. It was. I was kind of impressed how much I just couldn't stop playing this game. Mm. Oh, you can you easily get through you know a world in half an hour, forty five minutes. That was nice, and that's my like that's my favorite. Kind of, like, I, I like to play for an hour. I don't like to play for too long, or I feel like I need to get up and do other stuff, which is weird considering what I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't play for long periods of time at once. And most and was, uh, Emmanuel, that that one world that you were talking about, that the level where with the frogs, mm-hmm. that was the one level, the only time where I got to the end. It was like I have I have no idea how to get back. I have no idea how to get to where I'm the. Po- you know, point that I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. So that was the one time where I exited the level and had to go back in to retrace my steps from the start. In all in all the other worlds, I every every level was one shot in and out. It's... That tells you how hard some of these levels are. <laughs> when you, the swamp, it's just it's just mean. I don't know. It's like you have the guys that yeah. shocked the floor. Like that was mean. Oh god. Yeah. I do like that as the game progresses, the animals that you kill for health change. Like they go like from like looking like featherless chickens at one point like it just yep i liked i thought that was a really cute little thing that happened throughout the game like deer at beginning a deer at one point they did sheep deer like they just come different frogs they just come different things for each world and i really like their bunnies or little magical mushroom things there's the bats in that one cave it's it's a cool concept Uh, anything else oh for the swamp who was the boss of the swamp again the swamp it was this guy in a big metal suit and instead of confront, attacking him directly, oh, yeah. he he has these like power poles that pop up on the fl- out of the floor, and you have mm-hmm. to go and break the break them to depower his exosuit or whatever it is. And the, works. the the funny thing about that is that is he sometimes throws the enemies from that level, and he can actually break those those. Uh, those energy towers himself instead of you. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. What man? What's the? What's his name? Is it Metalhead? I think it's Metalhead. Yes, it is Metalhead. Okay. Yeah, he was. Again, it was something unique. I mean, check, like, but... boss fights aren't that great, but it was fine. I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's it's fine. And then that wraps up the swamp. And then is the last one the Dream Weavers, or what's the last world, or that Magic Kingdom, or not last Dream... one, second last? Yes. So yes, Dream see, I've got the wiki pulled up right now. Dreamweavers is number five, and then the final is Nasty's World. Okay, I didn't like Dreamweavers that much. Like it, it, the game wasn't it wasn't too hard, but it it definitely has it. Like the game, you know, getting you're getting close to the end, you can kind of tell it has that different feel. The enemies, I will say that every enemy of each world has a distinct feeling of what they're going for. Like they did a good job with that. I felt, mm-hmm. and this world was, I mean, all right. It had this is one where you get the super flame, which you ha- you find like a, you find like a dark fairy. That then gives you a, a special flame you can burn down metal you could certain metal you couldn't burn down before. You got a kiss from a fairy. He gets horny and blasts on fire. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I like how the enemies in this one have like guns for for some reason. Like some of the gar- some of the guys you fight have gu- literal guns and, and grenades. And I'm like, okay, no, that's in the in the next world. Oh, that's the last. It's, okay, that's yeah, the next the, that's in the last world. Okay, I remember yeah, people yeah, having I guns. I remember grenades too. Yeah, was not we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to okay. the last world. But this one had a lot of wizards. I remember that. 
Yeah, this one has a lot. Uh, this is this one also has a lot of wizards. This also has the wizards and tricksters and stuff. Yeah, the, and like the tricksters that they don't they don't die. You just hit them and they turn into lamps. That was weird. Or clocks. But well, like, as long as they're out, what I don't know. As long as they're alive, they like transform the other enemies around them to make them bigger and harder to deal with. Yeah, that that was a fun little tweak for that one world. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there's there's that the level where you have to free the fairies to reactivate the the magic circle thing. The that, whirlwinds. Yeah, I think yeah the whirlwind. Them. Yeah, that was that was okay. There's another supercharge point here. It's not it's not as bad, but it still threw me off a little because it's another one I think where you have to run backwards. And I think I, my problem was that I was overthinking it. Like I was trying to do this crazy loop. To get on the track, but I'm like, oh no! All you have to do is this other really easy thing. <laughs> and this the the level you guys are talking about is one that I I didn't find in my playthrough. I didn't even know it was there until I watched this the speed run. Mm. So was it? So I mean, that's just another another plug to how like you don't have to do everything in this game. There were full levels that I that I completely missed. Yeah, Sometimes because finding the levels in the hubs in the hubs can be pretty tricky too. Yeah, in I think there's another like ice world, like an ice cave world somewhere that I just didn't even know about. Uh, was it in Peacekeepers? Was it the one that I was saying the the cave, the ice cave? Let's see. Is that the not... flying level with the ice where you have to hit the trains? No, no, I think that he means normal level. There's oh, okay. In in peacekeepers, there's there there's all these like desert and kind of I guess I don't know. If it's it's like... in uh it's in peacekeepers, <laughs> yeah, ice cavern. Yeah, yeah, that that's the one ice level in this whole other uh <laughs> other array of levels that are just sand. <laughs> and this is also the last world, the one that has the people like you have guys that you have to like kill, and then a time a clock starts ticking, and you have that so much time to get to do things really fast. Yeah, that's in the, yeah, that's in this like one. That's in, in World Five. Okay, World Five. All right. And the boss of this one is Jax. Shock. Shock. I don't even remember what it was. He's like he's a, a Jack in the box. Yeah, he's a Jack in the box. <sighs> they're they're not the best boss fights. Getting all the stuff in the boss level in this one is pretty tricky. Like yeah, trying to yeah. find like the right because like sometimes it's obvious which enemies you hit will turn into what platforms. But in this world, like there's one that's kind of in the right path, and when you hit them, he activates something in the left path. Yep, that's easy to miss. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even remember. I can't even remember what he looks like. It's it's literally just a, a, a jack in the box with a jester hat. Okay. That's yep. all. I, I know. I just beat this like over a little over a week ago, but I do not. I think it was actually a week ago. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm looking at him now. Yep. Yeah, that's why he was very unmemorable. I didn't even like it was just mainly just jumping on platforms. It wasn't like you yeah. barely did anything. Yeah. I mean, if you wait fight. around long enough, he throws you at something at you. But if you, if you go straight to him and flame him, it's he just moves again. And then that brings us to the last world, which I isn't, I don't really consider this much of a world. Cause it only has two levels. Yeah, it's very <laughs> short. It is very, very short. You have Twilight Harbor, which is the one level. Which I don't even remember. But oh, so this is the level I was I was thinking of earlier. to have the guy with the machine guns and everything. Then yes, yeah. they were annoying. Uh, thing that changes that they changed mm-hmm. in the 
in the reignited the instead of like actual you know straight up machine guns they have like paint, paint bla- guns. some paint yeah. blasters very splatoonish i like that better i think it kind of like it, just, it, it fits more with the the cartoonishness of the the whole game yeah yeah it seemed a little it seemed like a lot the fact that they were like that i mean they were supposed to be like this rambo <laughs> type so yeah commandos and- yeah and the the grenade enemies, instead of throwing grenades at you, they just throw like I think explosive barrels. If I I don't remember what they throw at the, in the reignited trilogy. Well, you think about like this came out in 1998. Just think about without kind of getting into something a little bit worse. What happened in 99, and why since then it had to be like a little bit more friendly. And I think it, it suits the vibes of the game, other than having like guys with like guns. I don't know, it's a little bit out of place. Yeah, it did, it did feel out of place, for sure. I, I didn't, I was like, eh, okay. I just didn't. It's not a very long level, and then you get to the final fight with Nasty Nork. Which, this is not a good final boss fight. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, it was really annoying, especially, like, because, I, I, again, I hate the supercharge ramp, and that's all this is. And it's very easy to fall off the track. I just go once once through the track to collect all the treasure and then I run after him in the second one. I had a really hard time hitting him even with save state so I could kind of like, you know, prepare a little bit like I could see if I did a part wrong. I had a really hard time hitting him that first time. Like I just I couldn't get it. Like I don't like my spiral wouldn't flame. Yeah. You you need to you need to be fast to like get be very close to him when he get stands on the podium. That you need to flame him on. Okay, I wasn't, I don't think, I yeah. was not doing it right. And it took me a good, I went around the track four or five times on it, genuinely, just trying to figure out, like, okay, why can't I hit him? At, and, but yeah, because I, I was, ran, I, and then I finally rammed him, like, charge hit him, and nothing happened. Like, oh my gosh, this whole time you just have to flame him. Yeah. And then there was an, a, there's an achievement in the, in the reignited trilogy for running around the the track a certain number of times. <laughs> it's just not a, it's not a very good final boss fight. I felt no, no, it's not. I guess you can skip. Okay, now I just noticed like I'm watching the speedrun, and what the guy does is he pretty much just jumps and glides, mm-hmm. and it's almost is like right running right alongside with him for the final stretch. Yeah, hmm. I didn't know. Okay, that would have made it way easier than what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty much just sitting there waiting for him almost, and that's how he just gets him before he even gets there. Like, and yeah, even, but even still, after you hit him once, he goes into this other room where the platforms are starting to retract back. And oh. if you fall, if you fall in, uh, down there, you have to start the fight all over again. That'd be annoying, too. Mm-hmm. And, and for the first part of the fight, you're not even fighting him. You're yep. running after these thieves, running after these thieves that have keys. Yep. Yeah, it's just a weird fight. And then you he, can you not hurt him right away when you get to him? No, he's no. too like he's too high up. His platform is high that you can't jump to him. Oh yeah, because okay, you're in the arena and you have to like do one racetrack to get one key, which unlocks the second one, and then you get the second key, and then it uh, unlocks the racetrack where you have to chase after an nasty orc. Okay. Yeah. Again, they they compensate in the sequels and have actual better bosses. Okay, and I also, for the longest time, I always thought Ripto was the villain in this game, and that the second game was his revenge, oh, no. essentially, Ripto's Rage, and I just now, and I'm realizing that 
Riptal must be a brand new villain in her second game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Each, each one of the games has a new, well, the, of the original trilogy, each one has a new villain, a new main villain. And then you get credits. You see a little ending of something with him talking on the TV of what got them into trouble in the first place. And then mm-hmm. you said there's one more level then, right? Yeah. There's the super bonus. No, it's not the super bonus. Right? It's nasty's loot. I forget. Okay, but in order to get this, it's... you have to have what 100. You have to like have like. A you have to have 100. percent Yeah, 100. All everything. the dra- all the dragons, okay. all the treasure, all the dragon eggs. And then once you gather everything in that one final level, you get 120 percent completion. Okay, and it's just what is the, what is Nasty's loot? What kind of level is it? Just like running around collecting treasure? Yeah, pretty much. There, there's a lot of chests and scattered treasure about, and you uh, you just fly very low at first, and then you open up an area and you get a little bit more height, and then open up another area yeah. and etc. Et That's kind of what you're doing because you can fly, but you can't go like yeah. you can't. But they re- they restrict how high you can. You can fly. In the yeah. Level. So essentially, your the goal is to like get to higher platforms so you can reach other places. And like one point, like the hardest it gets is like you have to chase egg thieves who are in planes, oh, and God. that can be a little bit tricky. <laughs> fuck um, those. Fuck that once. <laughs> I I did like I I think that I was like six six laps around him to try and get that fucker like that. <laughs> okay. I, I had originally kind of thought about it, but I was just did. I was like, I'm, I'm not, I do not care enough to want to go through this game and find every little thing. That just I mean, wasn't for me. You're not a completionist. So no, I, I can't be, I couldn't do it. I mean, if you're going to be a game, if you're going to complete a game a week that you publish a video about it, you have to make that your job. And I don't think I have that. I don't have that chance to do that. <laughs> you're not the completionist, Mike. No, only and he I has ever that strength. Be. Only he has that power. He's insane what he does. Oh, uh, very much so. I I look up to the man so much because he I like is, his videos. But man, what he does is insane. I mean, that's all he. I mean, that's his living, so I get it. Mm-hmm. But still. yeah, that's the thing about it is like, you know, yeah, like I go to work for eight hours a day. Now, if I had spent eight hours a day getting everything in Horizon Forbidden West and I got paid for it, oh, then yeah, I'm gonna go get everything story. in Horizon Forbidden West. <laughs> but like when I only have so much time between work and spending time with my fiance, like you said, it's like you have <laughs> the show and editing and your job and your wife. Yeah, and you're trying to you got to balance everything. Like you have like there just comes to that point where it's like it's not worth it. I mean, like when I was unemployed, when I played Arkham Knight, I mean, I did everything but the Riddler just because I didn't want to. <laughs> and like when if you were a kid and like just say it's 1998 and you you got the dragon is all yeah, you have. That's all you had for. Yeah. Like, I have an Xbox Series X, and I just, like, go on Game Pass, and I'm like, oh, I was watching an episode of Miss Marvel, and she was playing Super Lucky's Tale. I'm like, oh, I'll download Super Lucky's Tale, and it will sit on my hard drive for months before I'll actually watch it. <laughs> hey, it's a good game if you haven't played it, but I I <laughs> want to play it, but I just, I don't know, we're also in the middle of a heat wave, so I'm just playing comfort games right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is too bad, because I know you also live in the north, too, just like me. You live far north of me, though. I live in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm not used to it, and it's awful. <laughs> and I guess you get an extra like, little cutscene, I guess, when you beat the game and get 120 or beat that last level 120. Yeah. percent Yeah. You yeah. see two dragons that are playing basketball get turned into crystals again for some reason. Yep. Okay. Basically. Yeah, and the the basic ending is just a quick interview of him, like, "Yep, nasty Norks toast, but we still mm-hmm. have some treasure to find." Mm-hmm. 
All right. And any last thing you guys want to say about the game before we go on to questions, comments, or memories? Or however I talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Is a dragon uh, being obsessed with gems a smog thing? Eh, I, I, I think it's just a thing with dragons in, like, fiction. Yeah, it, it is a thing of dragons with fiction. Like, they are but they, they have always been portrayed as it. being hoarders. All right, I didn't get a lot of questions, but I got or comments or memories, but I got a few, so I'll read a few from the official Laser Time community. I got one from Bert Arias. The flying stages kind of suck, but overall, one of the great three early 3D platformers plus fucking Stuart Copeland, drummer of the Police, did the soundtrack. Right, we forgot to talk uh, about that, Blair. Oh, you want to talk about that real quick? I mean, I can't, but you guys can. The soundtrack is amazing. Yes, the yeah. did I. I I love the soundtrack of all three of these games. Um, but the the most the notable thing about them is that it were they were made by Stuart Copeland from the 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 band The Police, which is what Blair uh, quippily mentioned earlier. <laughs> Good, I like Police. I do like that band. But that was a younger Mike that listened to music more. Yeah, adult Mike has no time for that, huh? I I listen to some. I don't know. I just don't care. I just I can't stick with music and games anymore unless it's something with certain games and I can get all into it. Otherwise, I just I can't. I don't know. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Genesis I Sonic's on the show yet. We did Sonic Three and Knuckles a very very long time ago. Oh, yeah. That had it's like Sonic One and Two slaps. Mm-hmm. So if you ever do those, like playing with the sounds way up and he's, headphones, he's not gonna do it. I know him. I know. Well, him the so other well. issue is I'll be save stating constantly, so it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. No, it still works. <laughs> oh, right. Also, in the Reignited trilogy, they did recompose some of the songs. They sound almost exactly the same for the most part. And you can uh, swap between the original soundtrack and the Reignited one. So Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. If you go to music, you can actually like put original. That's the original, cool. The original songs, yeah. It's that shocking mean, how much love and attention Activision let them put into this. Like, I, I, I really... Not, you're not wrong. I just can't believe that these things, like, I, I'm so happy they exist, and I'm really bummed that they're not anymore. Mm. Like, well, I mean, let's see what Microsoft will do when they're in control next year. I don't think it will suddenly kickstart this desire to, like, remaster like, Spider-Man on the PlayStation or something. I mean, I, Maybe. I do hope that... Not they, Marvel. No, I don't think Marvel, no. I do hope that they do Spyro 4, at the very least. I just... I mean, all, what I would love to see with, with them buying Activision is them, like, just re-release all the... Get the license to, re, to like you said, the Spider-Man game, but, all, like, all the 360 Spider-Man games that are lost to time. Or the Transformers mm-hmm. War and Full of Cybertron games. Those are good games, too. Yeah, and those are on PS4 and Xbox One, so all they need is a license again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is why I will buy, like, I don't like to buy many games, like, but Marvel stuff, I will buy, I will buy, I'm more apt to pay more, just because I know that it's going to go away eventually, and it's not going to be come back, it ain't coming back. Yeah. And I can't emulate everything, so. And, yeah, the, the Transformers games that I just mentioned, they are some of the hardest games to emulate on either the PS3 emulator or 360 emulator. Like, they are super rough to emulate. Yeah. So you either have a physical copy, basically, of it with a PS3 or a 360, or you're not playing those. I have both. I, I have both. I, 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 ha- I have them physically, but I just don't want to pull out the PS3. I'm no, a player. I, I'm, I'm too understand. lazy to pull it off. 
Right. No, I'm I'm with you right there. All right, and then I do have from the PlayStation Retro Gamers group. I have one comment from Matt Stevens. Did you play the original disc or the remastered version? I personally like playing the original on my CRT. Such a great game. I have the second, but haven't played it yet. I played the original, but on my laptop. <laughs> I man, I I just maybe it's because I had such a crappy CRT TV that I just I have no nostalgia for those TVs. I just don't care about playing any of these older games as they should be with us with an old TV. No, I like my perfectly good 4K TV. Just I, let me. The issue is like because like I have an original N64 and N64 games by and large barely look good when they were new. Mm-hmm. So when you blow them up without some type of like modification to a system, which I would destroy my systems if I tried to do something like that myself. So then you're reliant on like, like expensive cables or cheap ones. Like I have a bunch of like pound cables and they do the trick in a pinch, but they don't make everything look nice. But when you play on like a CRTV, CRT TV, like nothing is upscaling. It just, this is how it was. So I like that factor, which is why like, I just wish that more games we're on newer system with like, you know, like the Ninja Turtle stuff that's coming out next month in August. Like stuff should look there should be more stuff like that where it's just like, here's all these old Nintendo games, you can just play them on their new system and they're exactly the same as when they came out. Only yeah. they have save states and rewinds. That's a wish, but yes. <laughs> I know I, I actually committed a crime and some people would consider it uh God, a few earlier this year I was working at a, a a community and we had a two TV I had to get rid of and we had to go recycle it. And there was, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. We just like, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, if I really want, and it was a big two TV too. Like if I want to, I'm like, I could get someone to come get this, but I'm like, I don't care enough and want to move it. And I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy who takes, com, takes ownership of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking that I was like, man, somebody would be so happy to have this as we took it and dropped it off to get destroyed. But <laughs> yeah, we have a big one in our, in our living room that's kind of just been there for a while and like if i move or when i move i'm just like i want to keep this but man this is gonna take like five people to move this content i hate it i i won't can you hear me no i can now i unplugged myself (laughs) with my foot Uh, (laughs) oh god (laughs) normally i always hook the cord around something so it doesn't you know get underneath my foot i didn't do that today well note to self don't do that (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> <sighs> all right uh, i have one I have, I have one last group of questions to read uh, from the i watched the entire Oprah super replay uh, anyway, first from carl <laughs> the group that we all well most of us all met from uh from carl klein never played the original played half of the third Riptos rage is an all-time classic mm-hmm. one day one day i want to play spiral 2 now i never cared i could have given a flying shit about these three games and now i'm like okay i'm all i'm all on board for Riptos rage now at some point Oh man, Spyro, Spyro 2 is my favorite 3D platformer of all time. It like, so. probably won't be anytime too soon because I have other 3D platformers I need to get around to, but it's, it's going to happen at some point now, for sure, because I actually care. Yeah, I'm glad that you're open to playing more 3D platformers, Mike. I remember three years ago. I don't like 3D platform, but I'm... I'm I know. As long as they're not 64 somewhere in the name, I, might, I'm, I think I'm more okay with it now. There's no 64 <laughs> anywhere in, involved. No Donkey Kong, no Mario. No banjo, I'm good. I might like, no give it a try. <laughs> I don't. Is great. What is it for the end? The end sucks ass. For, for banjo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that... <laughs> oh god. I beat banjo legit. 
Okay, on X- on the Xbox Live Arcade version. Well, that's how I've... you play. There's no reason to play the N64 game anymore, and it's on Switch. See, <laughs> I see, oh. I played that original N64 version when I did a stream, uh, a playthrough of it uh, a, a year ago, and I was not aware that it was so drastically different on the Xbox Arcade. It's yeah, it, that game is hard though. That game is oh, hard God. as hell. I will yeah. say that, and from a few others. AJ Galaka, the original opening cutscene is one of the greatest in video game history. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> what? Hey, I'll take it. Uh, no, from no, no, Charles no. Bells, mm. how much do you dislike the flight levels in Spiral One? I skipped them. I think that should that should say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're fine. Mm. They're no they're worse okay. than treetops. No, they decided. Yeah. Care. From Trent Foreman, great game. One of the best platformers. The reunited version is even better, which it does hey. sound better. Hey, Trent, the Crash Boy. And the Fire Emblem guy, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. I, I want to do Fire Emblem 1, but I haven't bothered, and if I do, that's the guy that I will be reaching out to, if he ever listens to this. Oh, <laughs> that's the guy I'm reaching out for. Oh, boy. He, he would definitely talk a lot about Fire Emblem, that's for sure. I thought about it. I've only played the first one for GBA. It's the only one I ever beat. I, the only Fire Emblem game that I've played is Awakening. I love that game. It's just, I'm... They're long. There's, Yes, they're long. I don't got time for that. I, I I can make time, but I have to really like when I do long games, I have to plan it out. And it is not mm-hmm. always a fun activity for me to yeah, plan. We're it recording and... this July 24th. Fire Emblem's going to be in the show July 25th of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't do. There's a lot of RPGs that I'm more interested in getting on the show than that. Like Xenogears, I want to get on the show really damn bad. But yes. then I got to play it again. And I. I played it. Er- oh, God, I played it when COVID first hit. And I was going to try to get on the show in some shape or form, but I could not I, with, at the time. I remember that. I think that it was around the same time that I did that. I played it for the first time for the, for my show. Mm-hmm. I was trying. I, I if things if I would have known where things were headed, I would have just made it happen. But that was a different time. So, yeah. <laughs> and I have two more. To- Two more to read from Andrew Lean. Love the original trilogy. The second game, Riptles Rage, is my comfort game. I can always go back to it and have a good time. And last one from Oakley Gleason. One of the best platforming mascots. I still think the original game is the overall best, but the original three games are some of the best platformers in the industry. I also think Skylanders is all right as its own series, but I hate the Toys to Life aspect. Regardless, Reunited Trilogy is up there in the conversation for greatest platformer of all time as a single release. Okay. I've always wanted to give Skylanders a shot. It's just that it's so hard to like get get all that shit. Like, yeah, that's uh, I miss Toys of Life. I have I have a bunch of Lego Dimensions and Disney Infinity stuff, and I wish when those games died because like when Disney Infinity died, there's like a gold editions on Steam where you can play the entire games without the need without of the, the toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish they just did that with Lego Dimensions and Skylanders. Like, you're not making any money yeah. on the toys. What do you have to lose by just putting them out digitally? That's one thing I'm hoping yeah. with them Activision that's, getting bought, that they might do that. That's the the Starling Battle for Atlas thing. They're like, they they did a digital version that just had all the stuff instead of well, that, having to collect the... <laughs> yeah, that's what I own that. Starlink is such a fascinating thing. It's like, well, Lego Dimensions failed, Skylanders failed, which had Spyro and Mario characters, Disney Infinity failed. Hey, let's put our own toys that have no IP attachment whatsoever. I mean, it did have an IP. It had Star Fox for Nintendo. I know. And- they sold the I, I, 
at the ship because they um <laughs> our local dollar store in Canada was selling just the Starbucks ship with a game hauled really? out for like four dollars. And I'm oh, like, yeah, nice. this is all I wanted. I, I, I kick myself. I had the chance to buy that set. I uh, didn't have a switch for less than twenty bucks, and I was like, and I and I'm like, but I don't have a switch. Kick myself. I would have bought it just for the ship, even if it had a game, and I didn't do anything with it. I bought. <laughs> yeah, I bought, that's what I dumbass Mike thinks now. But dumbass Mike then was like, Nah, I don't need that. I actually bought it. I I have I I have the ship, and I have played the game. It's a it was a good game. Yeah, I have I it on it was, Steam. I heard it was pretty good. I just don't like supporting Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. It's a good game. I have issues with it, but it was a good one day. One day I, I have it on Steam. I have the complete set. I also have all the Disney Infinity games complete sets, and I wish Skylanders would do the same thing. I'm hoping that when Microsoft buys them, maybe they'll do that. I get it with Lego because of so many different right issues. I probably can't, but it's oh a nightmare. Yeah, so that that's I mean, the only way that's ever going to happen is going to be sailing the seven seas. That's the only way you're ever going to play it. That's what I'm waiting for. Someday. I'm sure somebody will put all that out there and I can emulate a 360 and then I will play it or whatever system it's on. Something. It was on 360. It was on 360. It was on literally everything. Okay, so that will that's how I will play it someday when that when that day comes. 360, PS3, PS4, Xbox One, Wii U. So until then, I I'm because I would never try to collect that stuff. But yeah, it does interest me. But no, Starlink, I like it when they do that. Oh, we should go on to Shelf Stacker Box. And Emmanuel, why don't you go first, since this was kind of your pick. Oh, good. I'm the first one. Hey, uh, uh, hmm. Eh. Hmm. I want them to put this game on PS5 or PS4, PS5, so that I can make sure that I'm, that it's, uh, that it's 100% just a problem that I had with the Xbox controller that I was using or with the PS1 emulator because it was, I don't know, it felt a little bit weird to control Spyro. Like, I don't know if it's because I have played the Reignited Trilogy so much since it came out that now my brain is like too attuned to playing that version and going back to this original version was like uh, not not painful, but but it, it didn't feel as good as I would have hoped. Also, I, I guess I should mention that Spyro Ultra. Well, no, specifically this one. Spyro was before the DualShock, which was, oh. you know, the, the dual analog sticks. So this game was kind of more meant to be controlled with the D-pad and the Xbox controller D-pads are not great. So <laughs> you can be more precise controlling it with the D-pad of the of that controller. But, you know. It's more. It's better to just use an analog stick, and it. I don't know. I tried changing the, the 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 dead zone thing of the in in the emulator to see if something felt better, and nothing really clicked with me. So for th- this this game means a lot to me because it was yeah. like I said, my pretty much my first game that I have a memory of actually playing and experiencing it. For a lot of kids, it was Mario sixty four. For me, it was this this. I, I always say this because I know that a lot of people, you know, their their like big 3D adventure was Mario 64, and they have a lot of nostalgia for that one. This was my Mario 64. This was the one that it just introduced me to the whole new world of, of gaming and all that. So it means a lot to me. But like I also said in the in throughout the show, the Reignited Trilogy just does this game ten times better. <laughs> it it controls better. It looks better. It just 
it's the definitive way to play this game is the reignited trilogy. So okay. I'm going to give two ratings. I'm going to stack the original PS1 game and keep the reignited version on the shelf. Okay. I'll allow I'll, I'll. And also, <laughs> music, incredible. Stuart Copeland, just <clears throat> delicious music. Delicious music. Okay. And what about you, Ben? So I, it's an easy put on the shelf. Like, like I said, you know, I bought this for my kids. Not, I mean, in large part because of my fond memories of it. And I wanted my kids to be able to hopefully experience that too and get their own memories for this game. But, I mean, it's just like Emmanuel. You know, it was my first, it was my exposure to the PlayStation. It was, it was the first game that I ever really, like, really got sucked into and could just play for hours on end. And it's, you know, I was always so proud of myself for, for being, for speedrunning the game like, as a kid. And it's, there's just so many good memories of it and playing it now on the reignited it's just it reignited all those feelings for it the i mean just echoing everything that that's been said the music the the looks the it's yeah okay cool and what about you blair oh this is yeah this is a shelf game uh, both versions um i played it on ps3 and i played it on reignited again yeah reignited is kind of like the resident evil remake situation where the first one is still an absolute banger a classic but like it's just the definitive way to play i just wanted to check because apparently the analog controller came out in 97 and in the back of the case it says vibration function compatible and analog controller compatible so Hmm. i wonder if it's an issue with the emulation because i know when i played this on ps3 like you can turn on analog sticks even if it doesn't if it never supported them. Hmm. So yeah, I hope that's Yeah, maybe <sighs> maybe it wasn't. That's why I'm I, that's why I'm hoping that they put it on, on PS4 slash five, like they've been doing with Ape Escape and all these others, so that I can actually get a feel for in an actual controller that was yeah, kind of I, meant. And I because I just upgraded to that PlayStation thing yesterday because I just really wanted to play Resident Evil. Uh, director's cut um easily even though i own it multiple ways and the upscaling is great like the 3d models were shockingly sharp so i would really love for like i don't know where the rights fall i know they did this was on ps3 and activision owned it back then so who knows but i hope like because ps3 had so many great ps1 classics yeah it and, is. and i yes. hope all of them come to ps5 but there's no reason other than like licensing or whatever like why all of these and the crash games like they all need to be on playstation 5 on that service mm-hmm. all right and i'll go last i'm gonna put this on the on the shelf also i i really enjoyed it i came into it with no expectations <laughs> and i just had a great time like i was like this is a lot of fun it was a really good game and it was nice i mean that doesn't happen often where i go into something in here and and i come out like this happy with a game that i have no expectations of so it was nice I was very, very happy that you suggested this manual and I got to finally play this game. Hey, you're welcome, son. And I'm glad I had fun. I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know, but I was I was very worried, Mike. I was very worried that you wouldn't like this. Well, I'm not a big 3D platformer guy. That's like, exactly why. <laughs> but this one worked for me. So I mean it's it's that insomniac genie. 
you know, is that that in, that insomniac charm? Like, and I I do really want to play a disruptor someday, just for the hell of it. So I have never <laughs> played disruptor. It's, I actually it's when the, it's the first PS1 game I ever saw. Hmm. My friend had it and didn't know what the hell it was, and he played it. I was like, this is kind of cool, and that was it. And then I forgot it existed, and then years later, I was like, that's the game. And so one day. It has the funky, like, live-action cutscenes. Oh. <laughs> They're so good. Sure. By the way, sure. I'm kind of disappointed that what? nobody in, in the questions, memories, and things didn't ask some, some sort of question like this, but I'm gonna ask it now, even though we've already given our reasons sure. and whatnot. Uh, if you could, like, live in one of the levels of Spyro, which one would, would you live in? Because I, I, me as a kid, I always like. I'm just gonna give an example. I'm not gonna say which one I, I right now. I'm gonna let you guys say first. But as a kid, and for the longest time, I always wanted to live. Uh, you haven't played it, Mike, but in Spyro 2, the first hub world is called Summer Forest, and I've always wanted to live in that in that place because it's so free. It, it has always been like so. Uh, beautiful and colorful to me that I always wanted to live in it so I'm like kind of curious if you guys have any anything like that I would say dream weaver I like that world I'll go with that one and I want to sing that so. yeah I would go with magic crafters I'm gonna cheat and I just want to live in the Mega Man Legends world I just want to live in a <laughs> giant <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, all right, and if you want to know what we're gonna be talking about next week next week we're talking about Super Mario 64 <laughs> So that you get to hear what I thought of that game for the first time playing it. <laughs> it should be interesting. So that that's a big episode coming up. That'll be next week's episode. And Emmanuel, where can people find you at? Oh, hey, hi, I, it's me. It's Commander Lionheart over on Twitch.tv slash Commander Lionheart and YouTube.com slash Commander Lionheart. You can uh, go watch my stuff. I don't know. Uh, first Strike. I do play uh, old video games for an hour or so. We are now doing movie reactions which are doing pretty well so you can come watch us live watching movies on sunday as long as you provide the movie yourself and uh, <laughs> uh other shows and stuff that i do uh throughout the week and month and life okay and blair where can people find you at you can find me on twitter at blarcade um you can read my work at comicbookvideogames.com. There you can find links to all the reviews I've done, including Insomniac games like Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. And my books, The Amazing, the Web Spider-Man games, The Amazing, and the Not-So-Spectacular, and the Avengers and video games. Okay. All right, well, thank you guys for all joining me. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find over 350 other episodes of this show out there. We do movies, comics, video games. We do all sorts of stuff. We do a lot. Just check out their giant catalog. You'll it's on. You'll find it. You can find everything on Podbean if you can't find what you're looking for on Spotify or iTunes. Oh, we have a Patreon. If you want to help out the show, you for as little as dollar, you can vote in our Patreon polls. Uh, when you are hearing this episode goes live, you have the, if you listen to this day, the poll that's currently still going is Marvel vs DC, Shang Chi, Blade Trinity, Shazam, or Aquaman. You can choose one of those four. And then there'll be a new poll every month. But little Zara helps me out and it help, you get to help affect the show and it makes me happy. You want to do that, right? <laughs> and please follow us. Oh, I said that. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We're on YouTube audio only, but we are on YouTube when I get around to it. 
And last thing, I, and two last things I want to say: give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasper. You can follow her on TikTok. And shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me and started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at Forty, where he interviews people about video games. So definitely go check out those two those two people. And thank everyone for listening, and thank you guys for joining me for this. And everyone have a wonderful night. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.